You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show. It is always such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Today, we have another genius session, aka somebody is hopping on here with me on the podcast, and I am coaching them through their questions around their genius and what they want to build and how they want to turn it into a business. So today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Brooke Roper, who has been a community member of mine for such a long time, since the early days of like 2017, when I had put out Your Best Life. She was one of my very first students. So it's always nice to chat with people who have, you know, been around since the the early days before it was as polished as it is today. (laughs) So Brooke asks some amazing questions. I think if you are looking to build a business and you haven't started one yet, or you've kind of like half started one, I think you will really resonate and love this episode, especially if you feel like you have perfectionistic tendencies. If deep down you maybe don't feel worthy and deserving of your goals, or maybe you're at a stage in life where you really feel like you need to give yourself that permission to dream and to like go for it, but it kind of feels like scary. And you're like, well, what even is my big dream? We talk about so many of those topics in today's coaching call with Brooke. I think you'll also love Brooke's energy and her positivity and enthusiasm. And this is going to be one of those podcast episodes where you're going to want to like make your favorite cup of like chai tea and hang out with the two of us for the hour and just like dive in. Cause I think you're going to be like nodding your head a lot over there and being like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, that's me too. So I think if you are a dreamer and a doer, you will feel right at home in this episode. So Brooke Roper is a confidence coach and certified bar three instructor who believes movement is medicine and cowboy boots complete every outfit. Through her own life experiences, meditations, card readings, and intuition, she teaches women to unearth their worth and step into their innate sense of wisdom. If you can't find her in the Bar 3 studio, you can find her watching Hallmark, listening to Taylor Swift on repeat, or walking her son dog, Albie, on their local trail. All right, let's dive into today's episode with Brooke. Yay. Well, welcome to the show, Brooke. I'm so excited to have you here. Plus, you have been such a longtime community member of mine, and it's just nice to connect with the folks that have been around since like the early days and have spent time like <laughs> listening to the podcast. So I just so appreciate you, and thank you for hanging out with me over the years, and I just really, really appreciate it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are very, very welcome. I'm so stoked to be here. Yay. You sent in some great questions in advance, but before we get to those, I wanted you to share a little bit about your gifts and your genius and what you learned from P.S. You're a genius. One of the things I think that I just really, in the beginning that I, I stopped and really, it took me a couple of days to work through is the first, one of the first things when you started just talking about your gifts and you started saying like, think of the five people that you admire. Why do you admire them? And if anybody knows me who is listening, like they know that I love Taylor Swift. I even put that in um, my bio, Mm -hmm. like I I love her. And so I knew that that was always a person that I really admired for lots of different reasons. But as I kind of moved through a lot of the things that made me feel like I had gifts were things like communicating with people, actively listening, um, being able to hear, listen and tap into my own intuition um, when it came to working with other people. So in my day-to-day life, whether that is at my current marketing job or in my other profession as um, an instructor mentor at our local Bar 3 studio, that has always been something to me that has been a really just innate gift that I didn't necessarily know was a genius, right? Mm -hmm. It was just something that I always kind of, it came so naturally to me that I didn't even think about it. And so to think about the people that I admire and why I admire them really opened my eyes to the possibilities that even landed within me at all. So I would definitely say a few of the the geniuses that I came up with was was my relationships with people, was my active listening skills, was my ability to 
make somebody feel like that was the only thing that I had to do on my calendar all day. Didn't matter how stacked my day was, people and relationships and community building have always been cornerstones and geniuses of mine. And so I want people in what I am building whether that's a side hustle, whether that's somebody walking into one of my classes, whether that is on a client call, um, those are the things that I, I think I really excel at and want to continue to foster and create as I continue to move forward in my life and in my business. I love those. Oh, I'm so glad that you found that out. And um, yeah, that's so amazing. So thank you for sharing that. I wanted to hop into the questions that you had today and really work through these one by one. So the first one that you sent in was this. How do you not let the limiting beliefs define you and your actions? When I first read this question, actually, Brooke, the thing that came up for me is what specifically is the thought that is like blocking you or where do you feel stuck or what little story keeps coming up for you? Is there like a specific thing that is always there, like nattering in your mind? One of the things that really prompted this question was even me getting this email from you and being so stoked. And I remember calling my best friend and telling her immediately. And then as soon as it landed really in my body, that story that just runs, not even the who are you to do this, this isn't you. This isn't what you do. Mm. I think it all goes back to a lot of questions about deserving. Do I deserve this? Or I haven't built a business yet. What is Kelly going to think when she talks to me and realizes that like, I'm just starting out and she's so far advanced. It's those types of thoughts that start to come up. And then you just kind of go down those like rabbit holes of thought that just like pull you down. And it kept me paralyzed to even take a step forward and even send an email. You know what I mean? So it's, it's those types of things that are the main kind of stories that pop up. And I, I know I'm not alone in that, but it definitely, when you're out and you're thinking down these rabbit holes, like you do feel like you're the only person that feels like that, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, totally, totally. And I, I totally appreciate you sharing and being honest and being vulnerable in terms of the limiting beliefs, I always like to say, you know, awareness is 80% of the game. So just like knowing that they're there is like the first step. And it's like, we can solve 80% of the problem by pinpointing what specifically is like going on in, in, in our heads and what the narrative from the inner critic is saying. I always like to think through in terms of like specific beliefs and specifically around, you know, the, the deeper underlying fear of like, not feeling like deserving enough or, you know, so who am I to do this? Or like that dream's not real is to really look at those narratives and question like, where did you get this from? Like who gave this to you? And you don't have to answer this for me now, but something for you to think about later on or like journal on. It's like, who gave me this belief? Where did I take this on from? Was this something I learned in childhood in my upbringing from like a parent or a guardian or like a peer? Um, and then I like to always, whenever I pinpoint who gave it to me, it's almost like mentally visualizing Amazon sending a package to your house and then like you you open it up and you're like I don't want this and you kind of like right return to center on it and then ship it right back and mentally give it back to the person that gave it to you and then after kind of understanding where you got it from really thinking through how is this belief indirectly serving you or like how is it giving you sort of a false benefit even if it's like the false benefit of keeping you small or keeping you in your comfort zone um, and just sort of acknowledging you know how it's been serving you and why we might be keeping these sort of things around and then considering, you know, what new beliefs I want to take on instead, you know, even something like I am deserving or I am worthy or I can do this. And I always kind of like to say the more awkward it feels to say something like I am worthy or I am deserving, the more we probably need to say it. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> and the more we got to get it into like our subconscious mind, cause it's the one that's like missing. So that's kind of right. Like, I feel like that is, yeah, I definitely feel like that's something that it feels so awkward to say those types of words. And it's interesting because I, I have been through so much in my life and I can coach other people on it. And it's hard for me to do that for myself. 
definitely. Well, one of the things I did notice is that in the target market of who you want to reach, you want to help women get clear on what they desire and go after what they want so that they can live the life that they deserve. So it's always kind of like, you know, <laughs> we teach the lessons that we need to know in the same way. P.S. Your Genius essentially is just a book that I wrote for myself of like, hey, Kelly, you're actually good at what you do and you're not as stupid as you think. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so it's always like, um, you know, thinking about that as well of really just anchoring into, you know, how could I take on this belief that I am deserving? And one of the ways I always teach this like as a tactical tool is is really almost just like reinforcing it in my mind by reading it out loud three times a day for three days or sorry three times a day for 30 days or like putting it as like an affirmation literally everywhere i have affirmations like on my mirror like on my computer desk screen on my phone lock screen of whatever affirmation i'm trying to get into my mind and it's usually like say something that's like you know i'm deserving of this or this is my goal or i am worthy or i i'm able to do this whatever it is but just sort of getting it into your general conscious awareness can really help it sort of sink in and it's just like exposing yourself to the message that feels awkward. So if it's, I am worthy and I am deserving, it's like putting that everywhere, you know, putting it as an affirmation on your mirror, saying it out loud to yourself lots, like looking at it, putting it as an affirmation on your phone lock screen, essentially to the point where you kind of no longer think about it. And sometimes this takes months, you know, and sometimes this takes a while, but you kind of want to get to a place where it's kind of like, oh yeah, okay, I'm deserving. Or, oh yeah, I am, I am worthy. And it just sort of feels like normal. You know what I mean? In the same way you might say yeah. like, my name's Brooke, you know, it just has no energetic attachment to it. You feel neutral around it. You know, you don't feel like this super big attachment to it, or you feel like really, you know, weird around it. It just is what it is. Does that make sense? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, I have little stickies already over my, like on my bathroom mirror. So when I brush my teeth in the morning, it's like, one of the things that I have on there is I'm in control of what I accept. Right. And mm. so like you see it enough times. Um, and I have been trying to get more comfortable, like looking at myself kind of in the mirror. I don't know if you've read um, Mel Robbins's um, the high, the five, high five, five habit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and like even looking at myself in the mirror and like giving myself a high five. I, I mean, she is right. She's like, it, it does make you feel really weird. And yet, like, you do kind of keep coming back and doing it. So it's, it, it's like, oh, wow, thank you for acknowledging yourself, Brooke. You, so that's a really good one um, for me to be able to do. I kind of do that. And again, in very, um, like, surface level things, um, this one is like a really hard, this one's been ingrained for a long time. Yeah. And usually with the self-loaning beliefs that, are the the most ingrained it's like it's usually the one that we really need to move in order to take action on our goals you know and we can still take action yeah. despite having self-learning beliefs but it's usually there's like one rock in the trail and it's like when we can correctly identify what that rock is and then like take it off the trail we can move forward on the path um so even if you wanted to like do like a little you know bucketing your habits together so if you already have the habit every day of doing the high five in the mirror, it's like maybe attaching like the habit stacking, which is a tip from Mr. Atomic Habits, James Clear, which mm -hmm. you put two habits like together. But every time you high five yourself, you also maybe tell yourself like, I am worthy, I am deserving. So it's like, if you already got the habit of doing the high five in the mirror, just add in, I'm worthy, I'm deserving, you know, and then it just is something else you can just add into your everyday routine without it feeling like one more to-do list item. That's a, that's a great idea. I forgot about habit stacking. Yes. I love that book too. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Um, what else is kind of coming up for you around letting the limiting beliefs define you? What else is it? Is it like, you know, certain other feelings that you're having certain other places that you feel like blocked or stuck, like you can't take action? How else is it coming up for you? I think it comes up for me. And I know this is like one of my like other questions, but now that I'm kind of thinking about it, it comes up kind of in performance anxiety. Like not that I'm performing when I teach a 60 minute exercise class, mm -hmm. but I am right. I'm right. putting on a microphone. I am standing up there. I am telling people what to do for an hour mm -hmm. and it is a performance. Right. And recently some of these, this boulder, I really like that image of like walking down a trail and then like, you just can't get around this boulder, but it feels when it comes to worthiness and deserving and deserving this, 
it paralyzes me not only from action in like a, a, my business world, right? Like looking at however many like website builders that they have to create a website versus how to even plan a class. It's like, it's the anxiety, kind of that analysis paralysis when you sit and you look at stuff. And so those limiting beliefs, like this one I think is like my big boulder in order to, to move forward in the things that I do truly want to do because I, I don't want to live a life on the sidelines um, that somebody yesterday, yesterday was my birthday and somebody oh, sent happy a belated text birthday. and said, Oh, thank you. Um, you know, 25 never looks so good. And I'm not, I'm not that, um, I wish I could say that I was like fully 25, but <laughs> I'm a little bit older than that. Um, but like somebody said yesterday that it was a group chat with a bunch of like amazing women. And it was like, even though you have been on the sidelines kind of of this group and that really kind of struck me and it was like, wow, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if I am living in the sidelines of relationships, it, it just feels like that limiting belief has kind of kept me on the sidelines and kept me from moving forward, kept me from choosing a website builder, choosing an email marketing platform. Like I, I don't necessarily think it matters what you choose, mm -hmm. just that you choose it and you start doing it just like a playlist. It just matters about like putting the vibe down into your Spotify playlist and then choreographing, but it becomes so big that it's like, wait, who am I to do this? What does this mean? I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's where it kind of comes out in my like everyday realm. It's not just the thought rabbit, like the rabbit hole. It is the actual physical action of like feeling completely stuck on the trail and not being able to move forward. Yeah, I definitely get that. Can I offer you some advice? Absolutely. <laughs> so let me know what, which tool resonates with you. This is just kind of how I would intuitively feel called to give you advice. So my kind of first thought is maybe to trying on like a playful mindset of like, say you're going to go down a trail, but you've never really been down this trail before. So you're like, I'm just going to kind of see where this goes and kind of having like taking off the pressure around making certain decisions and feeling like, well, what if I just try? Like, let me just go see. Let me just go play around on this website. Let me go make a free trial on Squarespace. Let me go kind of explore. And it's just sort of like taking on this lens of what's down this trail if we go here, like through just out of a sense of curiosity and play and just kind of trying on that narrative for size. Play has felt so far away. Um, mm from me um just you know i mean yes i play guitar i take lessons and i think because I, I grew up as a very serious kid and i had blinders on from like the very beginning of like my academic academic career and especially when i moved into going to college and then into law school it was like law school law school law school law school I get there and then i I realized oh, I don't I don't like this. And so ever kind of since then, because I had been so serious for so long that that's like that well-worn path, right? Yeah. So like I know how to be very serious and I know how to be curious, but I don't ever think of curiosity as play. I think of curiosity as like, whoa, what can the University of Google find? Like, and that's more like what? tool can I add to my toolbox and not like oh what are we gonna see today like mm -hmm. do you see how that feels like two different things mm -hmm. of like oh I just need to add a different skill like that'll look really good on a resume or hey that'll be a really cool party trick if somebody asks me to factory reset an IMAP I got you <laughs> but mm -hmm. it doesn't feel the same as like oh well, let's just try on this outfit and see if what this looks like, right? Yeah. Those types of things. Totally, totally. Because if you approach these small steps with a more of like a playful sense and a more of like a sense of like, let me just see what I can build. Like, let me just play around in Squarespace. Like, let me just see if I can 
make this look cute, you know, and just have that lightness and that funness, it might take mm -hmm. away some of the heaviness. Um, because, you know, these are, these are fun steps. Like, I think you could also look at this through a new reframe of how you see these initial early steps. Cause I know it, I know overall it can feel daunting and overwhelming, but then the day, like coming back to looking at this, like from a third party perspective, like the way I would see it, Brooke is like you getting started on your dream and you know, you've, you've wanted this dream and you want to build this business and here you are like actually doing it. Like this is a fun, exciting space. Like you picking out a website and like you setting it up and like, leaning more into that energy of like, Hey, I'm on the path to doing this goal that I've always wanted to do. Like, this is fun. Like this is happening, you know, and, and kind of like leaning into that, that, that energy. Cause it's a totally different energy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I get this, I get this exact same feeling as well in my life. When I, when I get too serious about things and I put too much pressure on myself and I get too, you know, in my head about things, it's like leaning into the opposite narrative of like, well, let's just try on the perspective of play and lightness and Hey, we're working towards this goal that we've always wanted. Like how exciting to be here. You know, it's just that mental reframe. That's just the opposite shift. Do you feel like you could, you know, introduce more, you know, play and lightness as you go about starting off these like little, little steps really towards this vision that you've wanted for a long time of you building out this business? Yes, I definitely, that, that does make, um, because I do think, um, that I have made it so hard, right? And it has been like, oh, you've got to white knuckle this and look at all this checklist and look at all these different things. And this is what you have to do and, and work to build everything. And, and I think because I want to do it well and I want to, to do it to the best of my ability, sometimes, yes, that does get the seriousness takes over. So I can definitely understand more of the playful um, and, and experiment a little bit more with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, you know, you could go down, you know, the local trail, you know, in your area, you could be really serious walking that trail with your dog, you know, really intense, really serious. And like be there in at the end of the trail in 30 minutes, like go as fast as you can. Or you could walk down the trail with your dog, have a good time and like listen to a podcast, maybe bring along your favorite hot beverage, like enjoy yourself. Like there's always like two ways we can do things. So it's kind of like, let's just try on this perspective of like, fun and enjoyment because it's like going to a place that you've always wanted to go you know um yeah the other thing in terms of analysis paralysis is giving yourself really short tight deadlines you know for example if you're like looking at websites you're like okay i have to like pick a website and i'm going to make my about page by the end of the week and you're like i'm going to do this come hell or high water i'm going to just get this done and you're just like i'm picking this date in the calendar i'm going to do this task and i'm going to finish it that can help you kind of get into action and kind of get out of the analysis process and get out of your head because you're busy trying to hit the goal. Does that sound like a tool that would work for you, Brooke? That definitely is something that I can do because I have not been able to hold up a lot of those little internal promises for myself to say that. It's more like, well, I have to do a little bit more research before I can finish the about page. Mm -hmm. Well, why, why do I need to? to research more. I, I, I am living my life. Like I'm pretty sure I can probably write one. Um, so yes, I think maybe giving myself a deadline and, and, and really making the promise to myself, because I do think on some level, I don't remember where I've like read this, but that break in those promises. And maybe this is another Mel Robbins, but like breaking those little promises to yourself is just as big as breaking a promise to your friend. It's like saying that you thinking that like, well, I don't have to get up at this time. Like I'll just won't, I'll just lay in the bed for another 30 minutes. And then you, you wake up and then you're like a bat out of hell because mm -hmm. you're just throwing shit in your bag, hoping to get to work on time. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of start in that just in a, in a mindset where you're not going to find a win for the day. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that's a really good idea. And I am a very visual person, um, and I mean like old school visual, Kelly. Like, <laughs> let's put up a poster board and like let's, you know, I've drawn out a calendar and just say like, I'm going to make an Instagram post today or I'm going to, and I think I need to have, I have to like visually see it because that is also a big like accountability piece. And I think in 
like bar three world, we have um, lots of challenging challenges that we do and you get stickers for every time you come in and take a class. Well, I will take myself back to kindergarten and I will put a <laughs> sticker on my poster and be like, you did an Instagram post today. Way to be consistent. Here's no sticker, right? So just like we track our workout and do those things again, you know, that that's a visual way for me to see that. So I like being able to to do that and keep my promises that way. Yeah, I love that. If that works for you and that feels fun, totally do that. Like make a poster board, get stickers and put stickers on the days that you took action towards your dreams and use that to like hold yourself accountable. I think that's an amazing thing. The other tool I would give you is like, if you feel really stuck with analysis paralysis is to just get help either like working with a business coach or taking a course like your conscious empire and just following it to a T and just getting focused on giving yourself those goals by a certain deadline and then taking action and getting them done. That's kind of how I usually work through things that are really big. For example, like when I was working on pitching the book, I had to write a book proposal. Mm -hmm. I literally bought Jensen Chiro's course on how to write a book proposal. And she said, you're going to put this proposal together in seven days. I was like, okay, that's happening. I'm doing this in seven days. And every single day for seven days, I just sat down and followed exactly her course and then wrote out my proposal, looked at the next module, wrote out the next thing I had to write. And I was like, well, I'm doing it because Jensen Cheryl said I'm going to do this in seven days. <laughs> so I would do sort of the same thing of just like working either worth a coach 101 or taking a course like your conscious empire that's going to guide you through like week by week what you do every single day for like the next three months to like build up this whole business um until it's launched and just giving yourself those stars when you hit it and you get it done um and i also feel like when you put yourself into action it gets the mind to be quiet because you're like focused on actually doing the task i know that for me is one of the fastest ways to like stop my inner critic is to just be like okay kelly we have to get this done so like sit down and just crank it out because like we, we gotta like move on and then my inner critic kind of quiets down for an hour and i type it out um so how does that sort of feel for you that overall you know idea of you know you building out this like accountability board and you know giving yourself the gold stars and you know having a sense of play and giving yourself tight deadlines and like taking action and showing up from that sort of more like lighthearted fun space how does that overall feel for you regarding building out your business that feels a lot better because i think everything has just been like this nebulous cloud of to-dos and not more of to funds you know what I mean yeah. like they're not because you're right this is super fun and we live in an age where we can get on a website and and use a WYSIWYG builder and drag and drop and put things in there and change font colors and whereas maybe a few years ago you had to dig into code and yeah. I, I don't know how to code mm -hmm. so those different things I mean, how cool that we can do that. And then we get to put our things out. Um, just like you said, before we started recording, like you put it out into the void and then you hope that people listen and are impacted and feel a change or a sense of like lightness or a sense of like that your words have impacted somebody's life. And that is a really cool thing to think about. So that's, that's, more like lighthearted for me, right? To remember that like, these are the reasons why it's not to get bogged down in the minutia of, you know, which email service provider to use, or, you know, does this particular plugin give me what I need, et cetera, et cetera. But for those types of things. So yes, that does, that, that feels like a weight has definitely listed. Excellent. Yeah. I would say you could even look at it through the lens of, you know, somebody coming to their very first like bar three class with you. You know what I mean? They're like at the door, they're nervous to come in. They don't know what it's like. And you're like, no, come on, it's going to be fun. Like, this is going to be a good time together, you know? And you're like, like kind of like taking on that mindset of like, this is going to be fun. I feel like you are in a good space, Brooke, because it's like, you know what you want and you're like, you're like right there. You're so close from almost just like reaching out and grabbing it. So it's just about kind of reframing those mindsets when like the negative self-learning beliefs come up and like trying to like dip into like the fun narrative and then going for it because you're you're really in that space of like if you truly desire it 
you just have to take a couple action steps and then soon you're going to have a website and then soon you can start building the next thing and the next thing. And then you're going to have a business really soon. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're like at the door of coming into the bar three class. Like you're you're pretty much there. You know what I mean? So it's like, you might as well just come in fun for the hour and then enjoy the class. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That makes complete sense. And that's how I do when somebody comes in and they've never been there before. And I'm like, welcome. It's so nice to see you. Let me get you set up. If you have any questions, let me know. I always tell people, if you don't like what I'm going to teach, you can stand in the corner and dance, or you can just stand in the corner and look at me, but I just want you to have a good time. So that's nice to kind of think about. And, and you know, it's funny. It's Again, it's the stuff that I teach in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever you do in the hard parts of class, they're going to transform like the lessons that you learn inside the studio walls are what you learn outside the studio walls too, mm-hmm. but the same breathing techniques and the same things that get you through a really hard glute series might be the same breath that gets you through a hard work call or a hard decision or mm-hmm. just life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, just life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, off the top of my head, I know this is such a tangent for later, but I feel like you could easily get so many clients from the folks that come to your bar three classes. You know what I mean? Because they already look up to you and see you as an inspirational teacher and they are not just coming to you for the workout, but they come to you because of your energy and you know how you would lead the class and and they're there for you. You know what I mean? Like they're there for you and your gifts and your genius. So there's a good chance that, you know, going forward when you do announce your service, like make a little mental note at the end of each class to like say that you offer this like I've been to so many classes where the at the end of the class the yoga teacher is like oh by the way I'm offering this retreat or I do this on the side and I'm like oh that's cool like let me think about that I think that might be an easy way for you to get initial clients is like bringing up if you're allowed to do that you know at the end of each class by the way I do this coaching like you know talk to me at the end of the class if you're interested you know what I mean yeah true very true absolutely That's actually how I found my lawyer, Corey Sterling of Conscious Counsel. I used to go to his spin class all the <laughs> really? time. Yep. And he was like, by the way, I do corporate law. And I was like, oh, what the heck? I need a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, I've become like one of his long-term clients. Um, and uh, yeah, I refer like so many people to his way. But yeah, it's because he told me he did that at the end of his session. So it's like when you speak up and you know you make your services known, people are like, oh, I need that. I'm looking for that. And they might be just like, Yes, Brooke, I want to work with you. So that could be a really easy way to get some initial clients for sure. Good cool. to know. Good to know. Sweet. How do you feel so far about question one and question two, the question around limiting beliefs and the question around the analysis process and overwhelm? Do you feel good about that? Do you want to talk about it more or do you want to move on to question three? No, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm good. Like I feel a lot lighter and good. maybe like I have a little bit of inspiration and um, excitement around kind of what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm trying to build, even though it feels hard right now. Like I feel much, much more excited about like the why behind it, as opposed to the how, what, when, where, all of that. So yeah, if I feel much better. Good. Okay. Yay. That's awesome. The next question was, how do you give yourself permission to dream so that you can goal set slash vision for the future when you can't see the future in front of you? I thought this is a really fascinating question, Brooke, because when I read it, you know, you're asking about like, how do you give yourself the permission to dream when you kind of can't see what's in front of you? My question that I reflect back to you is it, what is sort of the deeper underlying feeling here? Like, is there a concern that's coming up? Is there a fear? Is there a doubt? Is there almost like, and you're not saying this, but this might be an example I would use. So for example, it's like, I kind of know what I want, but I'm really scared to claim it. Or like, I'm afraid that if I let myself dream about that, that I might not be able to fulfill it or achieve it. Like, is there something deeper underlying here around not letting yourself explore and see different possibilities for your life? Wow. Probably one of the, the word that I chose for 2022 is permission Mm. and giving myself permission, not just, not only just to kind of step into who I am, but permission to just kind of be. Again, I, I kind of take it back to law school. I think a lot of it does go back to thinking like a claiming of the dream and then maybe it didn't happen. So 
you know, like, hey, let's talk about dating, right? So, you know, you start dating somebody, you get super excited, you're already thinking about like doodling your your name with his last name. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you're like down the aisle and he's like standing at the back of the church being like, just kidding. And so it kind of feels like you see the dream and and you're like, whoa, I've been here before and like I could get my heart broken. Like I, I don't know that I want to do this again, right? Yeah. So you kind of put up that that wall, I think. And so for me, even looking like forward into the future, it has felt like this, uh, not ominous, but more about like a fog, um, you know, and maybe that's because, you know, I alluded to age earlier, but maybe that's because I am in my early 40s now. and you know, you, you look around and of course it's the comparison to everybody else and like, well, society should say at this particular point, I should have, you know, a marriage and, and children and, and all of these different things, right. That what a, a woman in her early forties quote unquote should do. But I also go it goes back to the well I've had that dream before and that dream didn't work out so now I don't know what I'm supposed to do right mm -hmm. so it's 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 again that that fear of like maybe it is the fear to claim it or even the to give my I want that right mm -hmm. like be up in front of the stage like like Taylor Swift I just want to stand down there and like scream my her lyrics back but if I was wanted to get and give like, I, I love Mel Robbins. Like the way you love Jen Sincero is the way that I love. <laughs> and like the way that she commands and just like Jen does too, yeah. but like the way that Mel like commands being able to, you know, captivate the room and be scared and do it anyway. Like, that's what I would love to be able to do, right? Stand up and talk and, and do those things. I don't know that I can claim. Like, does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And I appreciate you sharing that with me. I would say lean into the opposite. Lean into, make a list. I would say this would be your action item, Brooke. I would make two lists. Make a list of all the dreams that you dreamed that did come true and make a note of those because sometimes our inner critic can keep a long list of different failures we've had in our life or perceived failures. I mean, nothing really is a failure because we learn everything along the way and everything we do contributes to where we end up going down the road, you know? Um, but making a list of all the dreams that you did set out for yourself that did come true or goals you set that did happen, you know what I mean? Even things, put down mm -hmm. stuff like, I'm sure at one point there was a goal that you had to, you know, be an instructor doing bar three. Like literally every single goal that you can think of off the top of your head that is relevant to you, make a, make a list and remind yourself that you've had goals that you have achieved and keep those top of mind more than you've kept your like failures top of mind. And the second one was around, you know, you had said that you loved Mel's, remind me again what you had said, you had articulated it so well, like her ability to show up afraid, right? Feel the fear and do it anyways. Is that what you kind of said? Showing up afraid? Mm -hmm. Yep. I was just listening to a podcast that she said that she was giving a speech and she was like, one minute into the speech, you can watch my video and you can see my neck breaking out into a rash, but I kept going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that TED talk that she first did with second role. Um, and she was like, they asked me to do a different talk. And then I completely freaked out and was like, how am I supposed to end this speech? And I started talking the five second rule and she she just said like one minute in you can look at the ted talk and you can look at my neck and i break out in this like hot itchy rash but i kept talking mm -hmm. that's so powerful i think you should make a second list brooke of all the times you felt the fear and you did it anyways and this could be in any shape or form you know what i mean finding your own personal examples of like 
Mel Robbins neck breaking out in a rash and she still kept going or you pick out examples from your life of you're like I had this fear come up I had this doubt come up I had this worry come up maybe I had this injury come up you know what I mean and I still kept doing it you know what I mean or I was like I felt mm-hmm. like I was gonna pass out running the marathon but I kept going and I finished you know what I mean I <laughs> something yeah. anything but making those two lists of all the goals that you that you set out to achieve and did and then all the times you felt the fear and and did it anyways um it's probably a very high chance that those both those lifts are going to be similar. But leaning into that more than leaning into the other narratives might be really supportive. And always remembering as well, like if you have the goal, like and the vision, like that dream is meant for you. You know what I mean? And because you want to build it, that means that there's customers that want it on the receiving end. It kind of comes back to trusting that dream, and that dream was given to you for a reason, and you have a very specific dream, and like you know that dream. That to quote my own book, like your undying dream is what contains your deepest genius. Like it is a thing that is meant for you. So it's kind of like almost basking in that awe and appreciation that you have that goal. And yeah, that's so cool that you you got this very distinct dream. And sometimes when I get nervous and scared, I'm just like, well, if I have the dream, then maybe the universe like really wants me to like connect with it. And that just makes me feel like 800 times better than the mantra of like, I'll never get this done or this is never going to happen. But just sort of, feeling into that feeling of because you have the dream it's like a sign that this is like meant for you and it can kind of give you some confidence to take action when things feel uncertain how do those practices feel for you that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense for you to be like i can just see you like there like with your eyes closed and be like well if if i feel like this then this must mean that it was meant for me and that that does feel that's a much better <laughs> the white knuckling or the eyes closed like running my head up against a wall that feels a heck of a lot better than that <laughs> good 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 and i would say give yourself like the permission to dream like especially permission being you know your word for 2022 like literally take some time you know go for an hour go to your favorite coffee shop bring your favorite journal and pen and like write down some dreams or just free form. Like I always write down the same list. Whenever I'm traveling, I always write down a bullet point list and the top of the name of the list is things I want for my life. And I just write down things that I want. And I did this recently when I was in Hawaii. And one of the things I wanted was like a new, <laughs> a new like um, dish soap, little dish soap rest for the, for the soap. And other than, other than that, I put down like other goals that I wanted to work on or like book goals, but I just made a list of everything I wanted and pulled in everything. And instead of just always getting fixated on the big stuff, like, oh, I want to sell X many books, or I want to get this other big hard goal, or I want to do this other thing, throw in the little fun goals of other things that you want. So for example, I was like, I want this the little dish soap holder, and I want to like buy this pair of white jeans, just like fun stuff, just whatever comes to mind, but mm-hmm. things I want for my life and just free form like brain dump and just sort of let it be fun let it be easy how does that feel for you good I've been able to achieve a lot but it's the seriousness and so I think also doing it like that gives me permission to have fun with dreaming because I I I think that dreaming has gotten so serious Mm. Mm -hmm. it was like okay well this is the next thing that I really want to do or you know I want to teach like a national bar three class and by national I mean on our online platform so like people have to watch me on the internet you know mm. um so those types of things which is like scary as hell for me to admit so I know that I'll have my bar three friend instructor friends and they're gonna laugh um not laugh with me or at me but you know that they'll just know because this has been like one of the dreams that I'll whisper to people mm-hmm. I yeah, those types of things and yeah it to sit in a coffee shop first of all like wow that's such a lug like it when was the last time that we all did that you yeah. know um especially in the pandemic but even just to take time out and give myself permission just to sit and think about that because I do I have fun things that I you know would like to be able to do I want a larger closet yeah if we're gonna go with it like I want a large closet like I want a pair of new Lucchese cowboy boots like (laughs) I'm ready I mean all those different things so yeah I I like that a lot yeah the other question that kind of came to me as you were speaking because you said you know you've had 
you know, such a track record of achieving things and being able to achieve lots of things. What about this business feels different from that? I always knew I was working like towards something like get good grades. You get into Phi Beta Kappa. You got into Phi Beta Kappa. Now you're going to get into law school. You get into law school. Now you're going to take the bar exam, right? Mm -hmm. Always like when you got to those achievements, there was always like the next hurdle that I already knew. Right. Feels like it's not tangible. Not that like getting in Phi Beta Kappa is tangible, but it's like a, it's a defined endpoint. Right. right. Like you're going from point A to point B. And then with a business, it's kind of like, oh, the places you'll go because there's so yeah. there's so many routes that you can take to get to. I'm a coach who teaches bar three or I'm a bar three instructor who's a coach. It, 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 either way I put it, like bar three was even a defined path. Right. Like you, yeah. you pass your audition, you go to training, you complete your training, you pass your and then like you can teach. Yeah, I definitely understand that. I would say I would reflect it back to and this can be something that you think about when you're, you know, in your journal and giving yourself that time and that permission to like dream and, and work through things is to consider if you could wave your magic wand and build any kind of business you'd want, like what would you do? And then it's just about working backwards from there. So it's about really building the business that you want to build. And that could even be as simple as like you working with three clients a month or, you know, being mm -hmm. able to, you know, build up this business and doing one speaking gig per month or whatever it is, but you get to choose. It's kind of like looking at a catalog and picking out what you want to order from the catalog. So it's, it's more than anything about like, what, what does this ideally look like? And kind of just sitting in that and then letting that kind of guide your decisions as to like what you would build and what you would create and where to go from there because I mean everybody's business is like totally different and everybody kind of is building out something that is unique to them and the way in which they do it so it's kind of just about reframing like almost this lens of once again like fun and excitement of like oh this uncertainty is kind of cool because I get to build up my own thing so like what do I want to have like how do I want it to be I can just create my own thing and like taking on that lens um how do you feel about that Brooke about like spending time thinking about like how you want this container of your business to take form and like take shape. It is scary to think about it can go any way. Usually I'm like, wait, there's no formula. Like you can't give me a worksheet. And yes, I know that like, you know, tools are, are given. Mm -hmm. I took like a coaching training program mm -hmm. and those things to like check off those boxes. But then it's kind of like, okay, wow. So it's part, part scary and then I also have to remember that like fear is excitement without breath, yeah. right? So remembering that like that is, that's exciting. And maybe I need to lean more into the, again, with the playfulness, like excitement and put some breath behind it in order to get myself out of that like fear state of, holy shit, you can dream whatever you, whatever you want. You can bring that into your reality. Yeah, totally. And the dreams can always start off really small and really basic. They don't have to be huge right off the bat. Like it could be just like the dream of like your very first paid client. And then you work with one and you're like, I have a dream to work with a second paid client. You know what I mean? It's just, it can be yeah. really small, really tangible, you know, really little things. If that feels like better and closer to home. Um, but I would say, I, I love the word. I love how you picked permission as your word for 2022. And I think, you know, even if, if you love the sticky notes, like putting the sticky note where you can see it on your computer that just says permission or, mm -hmm. you know, putting it on the mirror and just reminding, you know, when you look at the sticky note that says permission, it's like, oh, right, just that, just that permission slip to kind of do what you want to do. Um, I think that that is just really, that's just such a powerful way to, to view this year and to view, you know, your intentions. So I think that's really good. Anything else you want to ask around the permission to go for your dreams or like visioning and goal setting? having a hard time seeing the future in front of you. Anything else you want to add or share or ask? Around that, no, I'm good with that one. Okay, cool. So you asked, what was your process like writing a book? Did you learn something new about yourself and uncover new geniuses along the way? The book process, the writing bit was really interesting. And I would say, I mean, I only had four months to write it. My agent asked me how long I would need to write a book. And I was like, I don't know, like between three months to like five, six months. And they were like, cool, you have four months. I was like, okay. Um, I had, 
I already mapped out the plan for how I was going to teach the book in the proposal, like Jensen Shiro's course taught me. So I kind of knew what I was writing before I sat down to write it. The, the, the weirdest thing is that I was so in the flow that I can only remember like a handful of times when I was actually writing the book. I don't know. I don't know really. I, I don't even know like where the time went and what I was exactly working on all the time. But all I knew is that I, I would just sit down and I do a tiny quick morning routine of have a coffee, go for a quick walk and then come down and sit down at the desk and then just work until I got tired and then eat lunch, go for another walk, come back and usually edit what I just wrote. And I just did that every single day for, for four months. And I think that was probably the inter most interesting part. I think that I learned about myself and my genius is that I already knew I would be good at it. And it was like, I already knew I was like good at communicating and I knew this message inside out a million times. I think it was just the amount of flow that I felt was mm -hmm. just really fascinating. Cause I was like, wow, this is what it's like to be in the flow and like do the work you're good at. I was, it was just really reaffirming. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I mean, what a cool thing. Yeah, totally. I loved question. This other question you put in, you said, when do you decide that it's time to make the leap to walk away, to jump in? And how do you connect your own intuition? You, you followed up my answer with the second half of this question, because I would say it's an intuitive <laughs> choice <laughs> of when you right. decide that it's time to make the leap to walk away and to jump in. I feel like it's kind of like a, almost like a gnawing and like, it's sort of like the alarm bells are going off in your head and you just have this knowing and it just keeps coming up again and again and again. It's like the little inner voice won't stop telling you something and it just, it's just like knocking on your door constantly. And I think that for me, it's always been like, I, I've felt this feeling so much or the little inner voice has nudged me so much where I'm like, okay, I should do something about this because I want this to kind of go away so I can move on with my life. So like I should... Mm -hmm. take action i think it becomes like a feeling that's hard to ignore that's how it surfaces for me how does it surface for you brooke um you know i just had a conversation with a friend um this week and again we were kind of going back and forth with permission and we were talking about like permission to kind of hear some of those inner voices um even just like, like usually I will get a physical reaction before anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, almost like, um, but like a door closing, mm -hmm. like a physical mm -hmm. sound. And it's almost like you wake up. How did yours just surface then? How does yours physically surface? I know for me, I'm like you where I'll feel something if I don't like something. And then more than anything, it's just trusting and like building up so many small instances of my life when like I felt like that, or I had examples of oh, my intuition did connect with me and you know what? I didn't listen and I regretted it later or I listened and I was really happy I listened um, and I paid attention to like my body versus like ignoring it. And that's been just really powerful to anchor into that and then trust it going forward, especially when the decisions become harder around like, when do you make the leap? When do you walk away? When do you jump in? It's like, oh yeah, I've trusted it with all these little small things so I can like trust it on the big things. Yeah, that actually resonates a lot more when you kind of talk about it like that, like coming back to the physical parts of my body. And it's funny, I'm going to push post on this Instagram post, but I've had this post that I'm sitting there and I keep saying I'm going to do it and I haven't done it, but I'm going to do it by tomorrow night. It's going in, um, but it's about giving myself permission to feel that trusting voice again, that it's okay to trust the inside of you yeah when the world survival mode for such a long time yeah that's powerful that's really powerful yeah i'm gonna look out for that post i want to go read that <laughs> i'm gonna tag you in it I yeah i want to read it i want to read it <laughs> and there's some built-in accountability for you to post it right there <laughs> there you go that's exactly right yeah <laughs> Um, your next question is, what's the most important thing in starting a business? Is posting on social the best way to get clients? I would say my gut for you, Brooke, the best way for you to get clients is A, explaining it in at the end of your sessions and also that knowing that your first initial sales will always come from people you know. So it's just about like sharing it with your community, sharing it with the people you know, sharing what you're doing. It's those initial first clients are always going to come from your direct community and connections and acquaintances. Um, in terms of the most important thing in starting a business, I would say it's really 
figuring out your genius and then building an offer around it and having a really rock solid offer that's clear, that is easy to understand, that really speaks to a certain target market and their unique problems and their unique goals. And it's, it's like essentially what is that, that service for you or that offer that only you can really do and then who is it for and just making it clear and crisp and clean and simple. That's probably the most important piece of starting a business because once that's in place, I find that so many entrepreneurs really have a lot of stress around what is what is it that I want to sell or like what am I specifically selling? Like it's hard to nail down a specific offer. And once that's in place, everything can kind of feel easier because you're like, oh, I know what I sell and like I know what my package is. I know what I do and therefore I can talk about it. I can share it. I can feel confident like building out a sales page around it. You know, people understand what it is. That's what I would say is probably the most important thing with starting a business. That makes a lot of sense. Again, you made it like a lot simpler than like I was making it. Yeah. And then the last one you asked was about performance anxiety, doing what you love. What's that all about? We touched a little bit on this before, but how, how would you say it surfaces for you, the performance anxiety? I mean, it, it does come kind of in that analysis paralysis. And I, I think one of the things that has been coming a lot for me recently, kind of in teaching, I want everybody to have an amazing experience when they come in that like, it must be perfect. That's mm-hmm. usually what goes through my head. I'm my worst critic when it comes to why well, I like how I cued this or, you know, I, I'll just always second guess. Mm. So it's that feeling of like wanting to make it perfect that's what sets in the like the analysis paralysis and like sets in the performance anxiety for sure the friction like oh it's got to be perfect yeah it makes a lot of sense i would say in terms of perfectionistic tendencies i would say the biggest piece of advice i want to pass off to you brooke is just knowing that nobody really connects with the perfect person like part of why you love mel robbins is because she was like hey do you see in this video, my neck is like broken out into a rash? Like that's part of what you love about her is her humanness and her vulnerability. And like, if she was a perfect robot, you're, you would not really be inspired by her. So it's kind of remembering that, you know, the humanness and the real and the vulnerable is what makes us actually attractive and magnetic to others. And that's what people like is, is that realness. So it's like, it's okay if something goes wrong or if something didn't work, like the people that love you aren't going to fault you for that. They're like, oh, wow, you know, Brooke is human too, you know, in the same way, you know, mm-hmm. something happens to Mel Robbins. I don't know if you saw on her Instagram, it was like life lessons I learned when getting jelly donut on my jacket or something. I love that. It was <laughs> yeah. really cute. Yeah. And I was like, hey, it's just like so human, you know what I mean? And so relatable. So it's like, it lets us connect to that. I think as well, when we're building things and we want to be really perfectionistic about stuff, it's always good to remember that you're going to change your things a million times. So it's like if you're, you know, wanting to be perfectionistic about your your sales page or what your offer is, more than anything, it's just about putting something out because you're going to tweak it a bunch of times as you go. You know what I mean? You're going to refine it and change it. So it's more about just getting something out there and then taking it as you go and knowing that you are going to have the permission to change it as much as you want. As well as other things around perfectionistic tendencies, you know, when that comes up for people, Um, understanding as well that like success and, and failure are kind of like two sides of the same coin. So it's like through failure, we find success and it's kind of like when we try to be perfect and try to always make it this pristine thing and then kind of get stalled, you know, trying to make this, this thing, what we really will learn from is, is like putting it out there, trying if it fails, pivoting, but like when we try to make it perfect, we don't even have an opportunity to fail or we don't even have an opportunity to like be successful because we're so caught up trying to make it perfect. I don't know if I'm articulating that really well. I did have a, I did read somewhere. I forget where it was, but it was this quote around like how really, really, really successful people don't have as much perfectionistic tendencies because they're just so focused on like trying to put it out there and like learn from their failures. And I just thought that was a really fascinating reframe. So I was like, huh, that's just something I never had considered or never had thought of. Um, so you could try on one of those. Yeah, I hadn't like, thought of that either. Yeah, that's kind of think about that. 
Yeah, it really is. Because it's kind of like about, I mean, the opposite in my head of like it being perfect is like something that's gone wrong. And it's like, we're trying to avoid it going wrong, but it's like through it going wrong, we know what works. And then I'm like, oh, that's actually very applicable to life. Like I've, I've learned so much through my mistakes. So it's like, I might as well put it out there sooner rather than later. So I can like learn what's working, what's not working and tweak. And that, that's just kind of helped give me confidence to move forward when I get in my head about making it perfect. Um, how do those tools or suggestions feel for you, Brooke? Is there anything that resonates with you? Absolutely. I don't think it gives me any room for feeling success or, or feeling it not being successful or even not going well because I'm just up. I love just thinking about that in a completely different way. Yeah. I used to be a really big perfectionist. I still am of little things. And then I've gone through so many business failures and just had so many things, even in this business that don't work out or, and just so many stages of my journey of things that did not work. Like all the agents that didn't want me and all the things I tried to launch that didn't work or how many iterations I've done in my website and my brand. And I just think like, now I'm at a point where I'm like, Oh, I've learned a lot from my failures. And like, um, I, I don't even want to be like perfectionistic anymore. Cause I'm like, I'm probably going to change a million more times. And, you know, in 10 years from now, I'm probably going to like hate everything I've ever built, you know, in the early days and thought it was terrible. Cause what I could create now was like 8 million times better. You know what I mean? So now I just try right. to like, put myself out there because I've gone through the failures so many times and I'm like, ah, might as well just try and see. And I'm a lot more like lighthearted about it. Cause I've, you know, been in the been in the gutter so many times if that makes sense yeah absolutely and I think it goes kind of full circle like back to the play and back to yeah. like a sense of curiosity I love how that came full circle and we kind of wove back to like play and lightness how are you feeling about everything Brooke what was the number one most helpful thing for you today from our chat I, I definitely think it's play and going back to really thinking like why and having that sense of lightness around the why and then being able to experiment knowing that kind of the end result that I want nice yeah I love that I even feel like your energy has kind of shifted as well Brooke since like when I you know when I read the intake form and like read all your questions and like that that energy of like you know more being serious and like it's, it's got to be a kind of a certain way or, or like that analysis paralysis and I definitely feel like you know even in this last hour I can really feel that, that more, that lightness and that like expansion and like that openness. So I'm excited to see yeah. what you build and what you create. I think you are going to be amazing at it. I feel like, I, I just feel like this is something that is truly like in the visual in my head I have for you, Brooke, is you being able to truly just reach out and grab it if you want, because you're so close. And I feel like you have a lot of past experiences that will make you super uniquely qualified to help and serve your community and your audience. and. I feel like it's one of those things where you just kind of got to take the, take the leap and go for it. Cause you're, you're like literally right there. It's like, you're at the edge of the diving board and you just got to jump. Cause you're, you're, you're right there if you want it. So it's a good place to be. It's an exciting place to be. Cause you're so close. I love it. Love it. Thank you so much for being able just to like get me, get me kind of out of my head and like back into just feeling a different headspace and reframing a few things that have really kept me stuck for a a while. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much for being in my community for such a long time. And thank you for reading my book and writing a very nice review on Amazon. I really appreciate it. I mean, really, seriously, like I'm, this is like a fangirl moment for me. Um, so it is such an honor um, to be able to get a chance to learn from you and to be, you know, coached by you. And like, I mean, I can enough wonderful things about um I even like I'm one of the first people who bought your best life so like Aww. um like all the way I just uh I, just such a cool 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 thing to watch you come through podcast and and your best life and your conscious empire and PS your genius it, it's really cool to watch how your business has grown and different iterations of you but you've always stayed true to who you are Oh, thank you so much, Brooke. That means like the absolute world to me. It it just means literally, literally everything. So thank you. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sticking around all these years. It's been such a pleasure to have you here <laughs> in my community. <laughs> I love it. I love every moment, Kelly. Oh, thank you.
All right, my friends. And there you have it. That is the genius session today and our coaching session with Brooke. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you liked it. And if you would like to figure out your genius and the work that only you can do in the world, you can order a copy of my very first published book, P.S. You're a Genius at kellytrack.com slash books. That's kellytrack.com slash books. I've got links for the ebook version, the hardcover copy, as well as the audiobook, which I narrated, which just got released. So you can go check those all out. And I've listed off the book postings if you are in Canada, if you're international. Uh, I, I got all of them there for you. I did all your work. So kellytrack.com slash books is where you go to get your copy of PS Your Genius. And if you've ever wanted to work with me privately one-on-one and have me coach you like I coached Brooke today, you can always check out my coaching offerings at kellytrack.com slash coaching. All right, my friends, that's the show. Thanks for being here and I'll catch you back here soon. All right, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.